In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kambule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Greetings and welcome to this episode of Word Anchor Podcast. And this episode is titled Entering the Rest of God. I want to start this episode by sharing my testimony. This is the story about how God showed me how to enter his rest, how to sit on his word, trusting him completely and resting in God. I have struggled with some health issues, not life-threatening, but painful, of course. There is nothing good about feeling pain in your body. And I have struggled with this for for years, actually. Um, it comes and goes, but in the recent months, it has been more challenging. So here it goes. Um, I've had pain in my neck for a long, long time. There are times where it's gone. There are times where it comes back. And um, the reason why there's pain in my neck, um, as we all grow older, you know, there are certain wear and tear that happens, especially in the bones. So that wear and tear started with my neck and um, doctors would call it bone degeneration on my cervical spine. So what it meant was I would constantly have pain in my neck and then I would also have pain in my shoulders and then I also had knots on my shoulder blades. And over time, this caused me to have numbness in my hands. Numbness is such a frightening experience. Actually, you, you wake up and you feel like a part of you is dead. You feel like your hands are not your own. Um, you feel like they're actually cold. And of course, your heart will start racing and pumping. You, you just want the blood to begin to flow again. And it, it's quite scary, actually. And I've had to experience that quite several times, a lot of times, actually. It came to a point where it will be every night and not just once. At, when it started, it will be the one side and then some will say no you were sleeping on your hand and then when it it will happen on both hands then it shows that it's actually not me sleeping on my hand but it's some nerves that are pinched somewhere in my neck and and that causes the numbness down both of my hands now that would require me to sleep on my back and one of the difficulties about sleeping on my back is when I had my second child, I had trouble also with my back. I had very, very sharp pain on my back, excruciating pain from the fourth month until probably six years, seven years later. So that was pain that was on me for quite a number of years. So this kind of pain meant that I could not sleep on my back. I could not sleep on my back. Now with the numbness, it happened most when I'm sleeping on my side or when I'm sleeping on my belly. So I basically had no side on which to sleep. Either my back, which was uncomfortable, my sides, wherein I would be numb, even on my belly, the numbness will happen. But my back was healed for a number of years still, so till now. But 
because I had not slept on my back for quite some time, it's, it's a very uncomfortable position for me. Very, very difficult. I, I, I struggle to fall asleep when I'm sleeping on my back. Now here I had a challenge since a couple of months back. So not being able to sleep on either side and only having my back, which was uncomfortable, not painful, but uncomfortable, meant that I could not sleep properly the whole night through. So I toss and turn, try the side, get numb, try the other side, get numb. I did not even try the belly because both hands would get numb at the same time. Now I'd have to try my back again. And that meant every day I would have to wake up, not refreshed, very sleepy. I know personally I don't like waking up in the morning. I'm not a morning person, but then my lack of sleep or my trouble in my sleep made me to be even worse when I have to wake up in the morning. My husband says I set up an alarm and I never bother to wake up. I actually wake up and switch it off and try to get a little bit of sleep. And he could not understand that it's because I have not slept well throughout the night. So every little opportunity I can get to sleep, I grab it with both hands. Then I, I prayed. I also prayed with my sister about the numbness and kept on praying. But then I read the book of Hebrews, chapter 3, verse 7 to 11, and chapter 3, verse 12, as well as chapter 3, verse 19, 4, verse 9 to 10. So it, it reads as follows. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as in the rebellion, in the day of trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me and tried me, and saw my works forty years. Therefore I was angry with that generation and said, They always go astray in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I saw in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Now you would ask yourself, what is going to sleep have to do with this portion of scripture? Because here God is speaking about the disobedience of Israel, and that he said they will not enter his rest. Maybe let me backtrack a bit and talk to this specific story. Now, these words are spoken about Israel when they reached the promised land or when they were at the brink of the promised land and Moses sent spies to spy out the land. Twelve spies, ten came back and gave a bad report. And the two, Joshua and Caleb, gave a good report. Now, the spies, they said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Numbers chapter 13, verse 27 to 28. And then it goes further to say, But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the the giants, descendants of Anak, came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. And all the children of Israel, Numbers 13, verse 31 to 33. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in this wilderness, why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword? 
that our wives and children should become victims, would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? Now, this is the story of Israel. God said to Abraham they would go to a foreign land and when 400 years has passed, they would go back to the promised land. They stayed in Egypt after Jacob went down um, when they had famine in the land. And 400 years passed, 430 years passed, and God sent uh, Moses to get them out of Egypt. Now, they, they, they walked and um, traveled up to the promised land in a short space of time. But then when they reached there, though they had the promises of God, though they had seen God doing mighty signs and wonders, getting Pharaoh off their back straight into the Red Sea, his horses and chariots. Though they saw God giving them water um, in the wilderness, though they saw all of the things that God had done for them, they still could not believe that God can still fight for them against the Amalekites, against the Anak, against the giants, against all those enemies that were before them. They could not believe that God was able to give them rest. They did not understand that though God required them to go out and fight for the land, it would actually be God fighting on their behalf. They did not understand that their power did not lie in their own ability to fight, but their power lay in the ability of God to deliver them out of their enemies. So, they depended on their own power, which they did not have. They depended on their own abilities, which they did not have. They were a bunch of slaves that had known only one thing, slavery, for all their lives. So they did not know what to do, how to react. But you see, God required one thing of Israel, believe in God. That's all that God wanted them to do. Because if they had rested in God, if they had said, we shall go in the name of the Lord, then God would have given them victory there and there. Then we would not have the whole 40 years history in the wilderness. The book says, they shall not enter my rest. God was very angry when he said these things. They had traveled from Egypt. They were tired. They could have entered the promised land, fought a few battles and won and rested. But they had to travel another 40 years. No rest in the wilderness. When they could have entered the rest by trusting in God, going forward and getting the land. Earlier, 40 years earlier. Resting in God, beloved, requires trusting him. Trusting God for the food that you need for your children. Trusting God for the electricity bill. Trusting God for the water that you need. Trusting God for the job that you need. Trusting God for the marriage that you need, the peace that you need. Resting in God requires that you trust that God is able to do this for you and that God is willing to do it for you and that God will do it. When you enter rest, you stop from working. You cannot sleep if you are afraid. You toss and turn. But when you enter rest, you sleep. You don't toss and turn. When somebody is tossing and turning, they are worried or uncomfortable. There's something in their minds or their body is not giving them rest. When you truly rest, you believe that it shall be well with you. When you rest in God, you believe that he's going to wake you up in the morning. When you rest in God, you believe that he's going to take care of everything that is going to happen in the night. When you rest in God, you believe that even if God does not do it for you, he has given you ability to deal with the situation. So Israel 
disobeyed God and failed to enter the rest of God. Hebrews chapter 12 says, Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. You see, unbelief is actually a witness that you don't trust God. When you don't believe God, you don't trust him. Therefore, there is nothing that God can do for you. For the Bible says, um, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For those that please God must go to him, believing that he is able to do these things. When you go to God, you go to him, trusting him that he's going to do this thing for you. So it says, for he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works. So you stop working and you allow God to do the work for you. And not in literal terms, but you, whatever needs to be done, it doesn't worry you. You don't toss and turn, but you trust God. Israel failed to trust God and God said, you're not going to enter my rest. You and everyone else that is above 20 years of age, God said, you're not going into the promised land. You're not going to see this land. Imagine they've walked all these days and months in the, in the wilderness and, and they still could not get in. Children of God is very dangerous to walk this life without God and without trusting him. If you look at people that are filthy rich, some of them, they still toss and turn. In fact, a lot, if not most of them, it's either they are checking if their investment is still safe, if the markets have not crashed, if there are no new competitors, if nobody has stolen their money, they're tossing and turning. Some, when they are now living the life, they are now thinking, who, who said what about me on social media? Some of them commit suicide. You'll wonder why is somebody that has everything that you desire to have would still commit suicide because they have not entered the rest of God. They are still working. They are still committed to their works, not necessarily the eight to five job that we're talking about, but where you try to resolve your own things by your own self, by your own power, by your own wisdom without God in it. Every single day you're waking up looking for solution from your own self. A man that has limited vision. A man that does not know tomorrow. You plan for tomorrow. You don't know that you're going to be up tomorrow. You plan for it. You toss and turn. You don't know whether you're going to be alive tomorrow. The Bible says in Psalm 127 verse 2, It is in vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he gives his beloved sleep. You're tossing and turning. You're waking up early. You are doing all sorts of things. You are sitting up late. You are trying to cover your tracks. You are trying to shield your investment, your money. You are trying all of these things to save yourself from yourself by your own self. But this word says he gives his beloved sleep. Now back to my story. Praise God. So I went to God after reading the book of Hebrews and I prayed, God, let me enter your rest. Let me enter your rest. It was like I'm asking God to open this door, which is a door towards his rest. Like, allow me in, Lord. I'm knocking here. Open this door. I want to rest. I said, God, I want to be able to sleep. I want to be able to sleep on my side. I enjoy sleeping on my side, not on my back and not on my belly. I said, Lord, let me enter your rest. Now, for me to enter his rest, I have to obey his word. What does his word say? Ask it shall be given. Those who trust in the Lord shall renew their strength. Some in trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we shall 
trust and believe in the Lord our God. So I, I just put it before the Father. The word of the Lord God says, Whosoever says to this mountain, Be thou removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt. He will have whatever he says. Whatever he asks in prayer, he will have it. I had been meditating on that book in Mark chapter 11, verse 22 to 24. For quite some time, I've been meditating on it. Been, been meditating on this word. It's a very powerful verse of scripture. Now, it was a simple prayer. It, it was, I was desperate, but I went before the Father in, in, in simple faith. You, you can have painkillers. You can have all sorts of things. But you see, I'm a working mother. And therefore, these stresses at work, the stresses everywhere. There's things that, that can bring some tension into your body. And tension makes it even worse. So I just went to the Father to say, can I please have some rest, Lord? Can that door of, of rest be opened for me? And it is for me to obey the word of the Lord God that says I must trust him. It is for me to obey the word of God that says the things that I say when I believe I shall have it and therefore I will have it. Because Israel had to obey the voice of the Lord, his, their God, which said, go into the promised land. But they didn't obey that word. They obeyed the words of the spies. And those spies were not God. When God says, go in, take the land. Instead of you going in to take the land, you're listening to all voices that tells you all the negative things concerning this situation that you have prayed for. You fasted, you've prayed. You have believed God to a certain point until somebody tells you that it cannot be done. But when you trust God, when you come to that point where you realize, man, no matter how many pills I can take, there is something here that is beyond medical ability or scientific ability to resolve this issue. I remember it was early this year. I got that rest for about two, three days. Then I forgot about it, went on with life, and it came back again, the numbness. And the past two weeks, every night I would go to sleep and I would ask God, let me enter your rest. And I would remind him, you've done it before. Let me enter your rest. Simple prayer. I want to rest. When people go to sleep, it is a time for resting. It's not a time for tossing and turning. And I do trust God for it. I want to tell you that God did it for me. I have been sleeping. I have been sleeping and I would not wake up because of numbness. I bless the Lord for that. Such a beautiful thing to be able to sleep throughout the night. I actually wake up at times four or five times during the night. Because even the littlest pee, I would actually feel it because I'm literally not fully sleeping. So I would wake up four or five times in the night and we sleep very late in this house. But God did that for me where I was able to sleep and not have the numbness. You see, the pain, you can numb it with painkillers if it comes. But you can't numb the numbness. You can't stop the numbness. Only God could do that for me. It is still a journey of healing for me. But I have noticed God has done this thing for me. The past two weeks, I have been sleeping, simply entering God's rest by asking him and trusting him to do it. God just wants us to be sincere with him, to simply trust him to do it for us. Where you know that there is nothing else that I can do about this. I mean, I have handheld massages, all sorts of things, but I just did not have the rest of God. And God has done it for me. I want to encourage you today. If there is a situation in your life, whatever you're going through, whatever challenge that you're facing, 
It's not giving you peace. You may not be needing rest like me to sleep during the night. Perhaps you are able to sleep physically, but emotionally and all sorts of things are happening and they steal your sleep. Perhaps you are able to sleep throughout the night, but during the day you don't have peace. You are not resting. You are tossing and turning during the day because of the challenges of life. Would you ask God to open that door of rest where you rest in him? You're not resting simply because everything has been resolved, but you are resting because he is holding you up. Imagine him holding you up in his hand like a mother rocking a baby to sleep, where even if the challenge is still there facing you, you're not worried about it because you know that God's got you covered. God had a promised land for Israel. He did not promise them that they would sleep and wake up right inside the promised land. They would have to fight to get that land. But you see, they would have to rest in him, knowing that he will do it for them. Now, if you fast track or fast forward to the time when they entered the promised land, starting with Jericho, to show Israel that it would be God to, that would do it for you, not you by your own might and power. The walls of Jericho, praise God, fell by their own self. You can shout all you want today. It's, no, it's not going to cause any walls to fall. It was God. He said, shout. They could not stop and say, what do you mean shout? What is the shouting going to do? In fact, the shouting is going to wake up all the people of Jericho. They are going to know that we are ready to fight them and they're going to start attacking us. There could have been a whole lot of things that Israel could have done, but they had learned their lesson. When God says, shout, shout. When God says, ask, ask. When God says, pray, pray. When God says, believe in me, believe him. Whatever God says to do, do it and rest in him. God will do it for you. You're needing a job. There is no point in you crying yourself to sleep because you have not received an appointment letter. But there is everything good in you resting in God. Whilst you are waiting for your job, you are not worried about it. Yes, your children need food to eat. You'll wake up and say, God, I don't want to worry today. I'm not going to worry about the food because you will make a way for me. God made a way for Elijah. The raven gave him food. God made a way for Elisha, the widow woman provided for him. Today, God is able to provide for you. He will find a way and his ways will not be explainable. You cannot explain it. I cannot explain how is it that I have not had this numbness when I'm sleeping. I'm trusting God for complete healing. Right now I'm rejoicing for being able to sleep, for entering the rest of God. Oh, our Father does not want us to worry, children of God. He does not want us to worry about anything. He says in prayers and supplications, make your request known to God. When you have made it known to him, you therefore sit there trusting him. My father is going to do it for me. My God is going to answer me. When you are facing your Goliath, you'll go there. I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts, God of the armies of Israel. I may be young. I may be inexperienced. I may even be, be naked, not fully clothed with an armor of, of warriors. But I have God. I don't need the armor. I have God. I don't need the spear and the javelin. I have God. Enter the rest of God. Some of you are still going to try to bribe your way to a job. 
because you have not entered the rest of God. You have not trusted him enough to give you the job without you bribing your way up to a high office. Some of you are still going to slip your way to a position at work because you have not trusted God enough to give you a position without you selling your bodies. Some even of the servants of God are still going to get the believers to give them money through other means except through God. It is sad to see that the body of Christ has been infiltrated by people that masquerade as servants of God who cannot trust the same God they purport to be representing. Instead, they will go and get portions and whatever things that they get to cause people to do or believe silly things that they do in the name of power. That is people that don't trust God, that God's power without anything else is sufficient to do miracles, signs and wonders. I want to encourage you, just go to the Father in simple faith, enter his rest. You see, worrying about it is not going to change it. It's not going to add a day in your life. It's not going to replace the time you spend worrying about the situation in the first place. Worrying is using energy for no good reason. Child of God, trust God, enter his rest, rest in him. What you don't have today and you don't have tomorrow and you don't have it next week should not be worrying you because you'll have it when the time of God comes. Worrying about it is not going to bring the time forward for you to have it earlier. But trusting God has a possibility to bring it forward so that you receive it. May the Lord strengthen you, children of God, beloved of the Lord, the saints, the ambassadors of the kingdom of God. May you rise up stronger than you were before. Believe God. He gives his beloved sleep. He has given me sleep. I do believe that he's going to give you sleep too. Whatever trouble that you have, bring it to the Father. He is able to help you. He is able to give you victory. He is faithful to his word. The Lord be with you. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the Word of God your anchor.